0: Hello and welcome to Pilates Elephants. I'm Raphael Bender. Today I want to talk about last-minute how to ca- cancellations, last-minute cancellations, how to prevent or minimize them, and how to have a policy, a cancellation policy that people actually abide by. Alright, so this is actually the answer to this is very simple, but it's not easy because it involves boundaries. Yes, you're going to have to set some boundaries because the behavior you tolerate is the behavior you encourage. So if you have clients who cancel at the last minute, who don't respect your time, who uh, want to uh, change their plans at the last minute and then not have any penalty for that, uh That's on you. So uh, here's how to fix it. All right. So I'm going to say to you, now, when I said this is about boundaries, perhaps your heart sank a little and you thought, damn it, that doesn't sound fun. Well, let me tell you that I have been through this with my studio and also uh, with my present business, Breathe Education. We have tutorials and things that people need to, our students need to attend and we have students who are humans, so life gets in the way and they, you know, sometimes don't attend their tutorials or they want to cancel them or change them last minute or whatever. And so we have to have some kind of uh, policy around that and we have to enforce it. So this is something I still deal with uh, pretty much on a daily basis. Uh, and that I dealt with successfully in my studio business. So, and here's what works for us. Right now, what I'm going to share with you, dear listener, is not rocket surgery, but it is something that really works. Uh, and uh, it's kind of like jumping into cold water, in that it's very hard beforehand, but once you do it, it's invigorating. All right, so the first thing you need to do is have a cancellation policy. And when I say have a cancellation policy, I mean have a written cancellation policy which uh, covers a few key points. The first key point that your policy must cover is what, how far in advance can the client cancel without penalty. So do you require 24 hours notice, 12 hours notice, four hours notice, one hours notice, seven days notice? Uh, and that is going, you know, the amount of time that you choose there is going to depend on your particular business model. For instance, if you have a business where people book the same session on a recurring basis. So you have you know, your regular regular Tuesday night group, your regular Wednesday afternoon group, et cetera, and those are stable groups where people book maybe a course of 10 sessions or they just book an ongoing session. Well, uh, you might have a policy that once you've paid for your 10 sessions, if you don't show up for one, well, you don't get any comebacks, right? You're paying for the sessions, whether you use them or not, like you're you know, whether the client uses them or not, you're providing them, so it's like well, it's up to the client to show up to the sessions. So that might be a policy. Or if you at if you at the other end of the scale, if you work if you have a situation in a uh, if you work maybe in the in the middle of a city, in you know, in an in area where lots of office workers. So you have people who are constantly, you know, having meetings come up at the last minute and they, they book, you know, two hours before the session and stuff. There's a much shorter kind of cycle time to your booking process. We well, you might have a four-hour window. So I would suggest not having anything shorter than four hours, I think less than that, it basically isn't enough for other people to book into the session. So if I cancel like one hour before the session, nobody else really has a chance to kind of look at the session and make their plans and and get to the session on time. So my my experience is minimum four hours. If you work in a more suburban situation, uh, twelve or twenty four hours, I think is the right amount. and if you are if you' are offering courses, you know, or some kind of permanent booking situation where people have a set time that is reserved for them for an ongoing basis or for a period of six weeks or 10 weeks or whatever, uh, then I would would suggest the policy is we don't allow cancellations, right? You'd be booked the 10 sessions. Just like if you, I don't know, booked swimming lessons for the term with your child, and then you couldn't go to lesson four, it's like, well, you wouldn't expect to get an extra session. Or if you book gymnastics classes or whatever, uh, you wouldn't expect to get an extra session. And I don't think your clients should expect to get an extra session if they miss one of their classes through no fault of yours. So that's that's part one of your policy, right? Here's the basic policy, which says, you know, we have a cancellation window of you know, four hours, 12 hours, 24 hours, or we just we don't accept cancellations. And part two of your, uh, or bullet point number two in your policy, is about exceptional circumstances. Because, dear listener, as you know, if you're if you're listening to this episode, uh, if you're still interested in hearing this conversation, that's because you have this problem, uh, most likely. And so, if you have this problem, what has happened is, you probably did have some kind of cancellation policy, or you do, like in name, have some kind of cancellation policy, but your clients come with very good reasons, very, very good reasons why the policy shouldn't apply to them in this particular instance. Uh, Everything from an old friend came in from out of town. My my tux didn't come back from the cleaner on time. My car broke down, didn't have enough money for a cab fare. There was tidal waves, floods, floods, plagues of locusts. Uh, you name it, they will tell you, my kids are sick, etc. So you need, so they're basically pulling on your heartstrings and trying to f- create loopholes for themselves here. So you need to create in advance a definition of what constitutes exceptional circumstances. Now, this is up to you, but my uh My experience and what has worked really well for us is to define it as like basically what you would consider as like a life-threatening or life-altering emergency, like, you know, self or direct family member, like mother, father, son, daughter, brother, sister, in hospital. Uh, Death in direct family, Um, you know, like acts of God, like floods, fires, that directly affect you. So your house is flooded. Your house burns down. Um, those types of things. So I would I would specify, like explicitly say, you know, direct relative bracket, brother, comma, sister, comma, father, mother, son, daughter, <laughs> uh, in hospital. Um, you know, so be like extremely specific with what you define as exceptional circumstances. So these are the circumstances in which you will waive your cancellation policy. And by extension, in any circumstances other than these, you will not waive your cancellation policy. And I would also add a clause within the, uh, point about extenuating circumstances, which gives an example of things which do not constitute extenuating circumstances or exceptional circumstances. So we have a clause that says something like day-to-day fluctuations in work schedule, school schedules, or uh, social events do not constitute exceptional circumstances. So, you know, just put that on the table So that when the client comes in and says, oh, my child's blah, blah, blah. And you say, are they in hospital? And they say, no. And you say, okay, great. This is not an exceptional circumstance, (laughs) right? Uh, So you can be super clear, right? So have a policy that states your, what your cancellation window is somewhere between four hours and 24 hours, or just, we don't do cancellations and have a clear plain language clause in there that states what you define as exceptional circumstances and an example of what you define as not exceptional circumstances. Then tell your clients about it before they sign up. So you have to tell them about it before they sign up so that they know what they're signing up for. You can't retroactively enforce uh, terms and conditions. You have to tell people about it before they give you the money. So this has to be part of the conversation that you have with clients before they give you money where they say, hey, I want to buy a 10 pass or I want to sign up for your course or I want to, you know, whatever it might be. And you say, great, let's, I'm just going to walk you through the terms and conditions first. So here's the full document, but here are the three points that I really want to draw your attention to and have a simple plain language summary. So when I say plain language, I mean short words, short sentences, short paragraphs, That simply says what I've just outlined. Here's our cancellation window. Here's what constitutes exceptional circumstances. Here's an example of things that are not exceptional circumstances. Then ask them, uh, do you have any questions about that? If they have questions, answer their questions. If they don't have questions or once you've answered their questions, just say, great, would you mind initialing each of those points, please? Uh, And then... They need a copy of that, so you will email them a copy. Hey, Mary, welcome aboard. So great to have you. P.S. Here's a copy of the terms and conditions that you signed. Uh, And now comes the part that's like jumping into cold water. Hard in advance, but easy and invigorating afterwards. This is when you enforce it. Because, like I said at the start, the behavior you tolerate is the behavior you encourage and people, by their nature of being human, not, make, not because they're bad people, just because, you know, we're all human and we all like to get our way, <laughs> they will push the envelope. They will say, ah, oh, I just have to cancel my class. I know you don't usually do it, but I couldn't find a park and my taxi didn't come back from the cleaner and the kids are sick and everything. And they'll say, can you just make an ex- exception just this one time? And you will want to say yes. You will be so tempted to just cave but dear listener this is your moment of truth this is your this is your moment this is when the whole thing stands or crumbles you must stand your ground if you give way once they know you'll give way if you give way once you've you've lost the war so you must say And here's what I recommend you say. Well, Mary, I do wish I could help you. I do wish I could say yes, but we have to have the same rule for everyone. Otherwise, it's not fair. Then just don't say anything else and let Mary digest that and let her come back like there's nothing that she can say to that. (laughs) apart from, yes, I understand, which doesn't make her feel like the asshole in the situation. So if you say, Mary, look, I would love to say yes, and you're pulling on my heartstrings here, but we have to have the same rule for everyone, otherwise it's not fair. And that statement is 100% true. There's, there's no arguing with that statement. <laughs> so there's no way Mary can say, yeah, I know, but, without Mary knowing... That she's being unreasonable. So, what you will find is you will have one conversation like this with a few of your main repeat offenders. And, you know, in very, very rare occasions, they might become a bit agitated. But if you've done a good job of uh, preparing them beforehand, which I'm about to share with you how to do, uh, they won't. They'll be cool because you've already talked about this. And what you'll find is after this first conversation, when you stand firm, they won't try it on again because they'll know, huh, okay, this time (laughs) she really means it. (laughs) So that will be probably the last time you ever have to have that conversation with that person. So, uh, dear listener, that's the script. Now, for those of you who already have, for your existing clients, right, the repeat offenders, the person you're thinking of that's like, oh, goodness, it's Mary, she always comes late, doesn't Yeah, cancels the last minute, doesn't show, whatever. Here's what you do. For your existing clients, so for new clients, you can just tell, you can implement the policy straight away, right? But for existing clients, you have to give them notice, right? Because they signed up under a certain set of terms and conditions, right? There's a contract that you have, whether you actually have an actual contract or not. There's an implicit contract where they gave you money and you agreed to provide a service for them. And there was some, like, implicitly or explicitly stated terms and conditions, and you can't just go and retroactively change that halfway through the deal, right? So you have to wait till it's time for them to, you know, renew their pass or whatever it might be. Uh, And so what you can say is, hey, clients, you know, I'm um, changing my terms and conditions in 28 days' time. And 28 days is plenty of notice because it gives them time to... Uh, you know, use up their pass if they want to, or, you know, renew their membership or not renew their membership if they want to. So it, you're not uh, forcing a change in terms and conditions on them when they basically have no option but to, you know, to agree to it. So you're giving them options here. Uh, so, you know, dear clients, um, in 28 days we're changing our terms and conditions. Here is the full text, and here are the three paragraphs that you really need to understand, right? Plain language, short words, short sentences, short paragraphs. Point one our cancellation window is this. This means if you cancel less than four hours, 12 hours, 24 hours uh, in advance of a class, you will forfeit your credit for that class. There will be no refund or no transfer of credit. Point number two if in the event of exceptional circumstances, we will waive the cancellation. Uh, rule. Exceptional circumstances are defined as death in the immediate family bracket, brother, sister, mother, father, son, daughter, spouse, hospitalisation of immediate family member or self, you know, whatever you you consider to be exceptional circumstances. Bullet point three, everyday fluctuations in work schedule, social events or school do not constitute exceptional circumstances. Uh, If you have any questions about these terms, come chat to me or hit reply to this email. Love to talk with you. These will take effect on blah, 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 date 28 days hence. Now also, so communicate this multiple different times. I recommend seven times in different media. So by that, I mean send a few emails. So send the email, then say like a week later, say, hey, just forward, (laughs) just checking you saw this. Um, and then send it again like a week before the terms and conditions take effect. These new terms and conditions take effect in seven days. Uh, So send multiple emails. Stick notices up on the back of the toilet doors in the change rooms on your reception desk. Uh, You know, put a pop-up on your booking page on your website. New terms and conditions, click here for details. And all of those things should say exactly the same thing. Here's the full detail of the new terms and conditions and here are these three bullet point paragraphs at the very top of the page in short words, short sentences, short paragraphs. In plain language, that just say those three things. You must give us at least X number of hours notice to cancel or you will forfeit your fee. This is what constitutes exceptional circumstances and here's what doesn't constitute exceptional circumstances. These points, t- the policy takes effect on XYZ date. Then, uh, dear listener, it's really easy to uh, enforce that because nobody can claim that you sprung this on them by surprise. And in fact, nobody will be surprised by it. So if they're going to have a, a query or a problem about it, they'll ask you about it in advance. Oh, what does this mean? If I my kids are sick, you'll say, well, Mary, if your kids are sick, if they're in hospital, we'll consider that exceptional circumstances. But if they're just at home with a runny nose, um, then I'm going to leave it up to your ingenuity to figure out a way to get your, your butt to class regardless. And because uh, there, it's not the heat of the moment. My experience is those discussions go pretty smoothly. Where Mary might get a little bit huffy, but basically she'll be like, blah, blah mutter under her breath," but then she'll get over it, and um, you know it'll all be fine. Or she might say, "Well, that's really not going to work for me." In which case, you can say, "Well, I'm really sorry to hear that, but we have to have the same rule for everyone. Otherwise, it's not fair." Right? And that's why I'm giving you notice so that you've got options um, about what you do here, because I want to be fair. And then so it's up to Mary. Well, if she keeps coming to class, then she's accepting the new terms and conditions. If she doesn't, then that's fine. Uh, and, you know, it's it's there's a minuscule possibility you'll lose some people on this, but really I don't believe we've ever lost a single person because of enforcing these terms and conditions and you'll make the vast majority of people much happier because they'll see that you don't tolerate uh, you know sort of anti-social behavior so that's it dear listener have a policy tell your clients about it before they sign up uh, tell your existing clients about it at least 28 days in advance Spec- uh, specify your cancellation window what happens if they cancellation cancel in, within the window, like, you know, too late. What happens if they cancel too late? Last minute, they forfeit their entire fee for the session. Uh, what constitutes exceptional circumstances and what doesn't? Uh, and finally, I would just say explain the benefits. You know, the the benefit, the reason we're doing this is so that, you know, uh, there are enough spaces in class for everyone and we can reserve your space knowing that it's for you because we don't have people cancelling out at the last minute and not leaving people enough time to book in. Or you can just say, hey, look, my schedule's too hectic and I have a lot of people cancelling at the last minute and I'm missing out on family time, but then I'm standing at the studio with nobody to work with. So I'm going to have to enforce this cancellation policy, right? And I'm going to enforce it the same for everyone because that's fair. And then you just retreat uh, to when, uh, when you start enforcing the policy, you have to stand firm, but you can hide behind this magical line, which is, we have to have the same rule for everyone, otherwise it's not fair. Well, Mary, I would love to say yes, but we have to have the same rule for everyone, because otherwise it's not fair. All right, dear listener, <laughs> I hope that helps. Let me know if it does. Let me know if you do it. I'm pretty sure if, if you do it, it's going to help you. Um, and that the crucial thing, the most crucial thing is that first moment <laughs> where that repeat offender client is standing opposite you or calling you up on the phone saying, hey, can you make an exception? And you're going to say, I would love to, but we have to have the same rule for everyone. Otherwise, it's not fair. Then you're going to leave a silence and they'll say, okay, I get it. And you'll say, so I see you in class tomorrow. And they'll say, yep, see you then. And that's the last time you'll have to have that conversation. And all of a sudden you'll feel invigorated, light and excited because you have set a boundary and you have stuck to it. And now you have a cancellation policy that people take seriously because they know that you take it seriously. Okay, much love and I will see you in the next one.